guys, um, it's Jack here, back with uh, TwimCam. This is your weekly news update. Um, we've got everything from the virtual Grand Prix to manufacture news that we'd like to cover. Uh, we thought this would be a little nice little weekly thing for you to uh, get your teeth sunk into because we all like a bit of news every now and then. Um, I will be covering some manufacture stuff and Connor Mitchell, who's also here with me, will be covering uh, the esports um, and what's been going on in the last week with that as it's been Let's be honest, quite a busy week. It's a very um, busy week. Connor, it's been a very, very busy week. Um, right, should we start off with our manufacturing news? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. I, I didn't know you were talking to me. <laughs> that's all right. Well, that's fine. No, uh, we will start off with Aston Martin. Now, Aston Martin been, has been in some financial trouble for quite a while lately. Um, and it's finally taken the decision to fire its um, chief executive, um, Andy Palmer. As shares have plunged, absolutely plunged since 2018. Um, he'll be sacked due to the 98% share price um, drop since the company floated less than two years ago. Um, Palmer has been with the company since 2014 as their chief exec uh, and will be replaced by an exec from Mercedes, uh, which will clearly strengthen the bond that they already have um, between the two brands, having Aston Martin now using Mercedes uh, power units. Um and Aston Martin has also confirmed that all management is under review to see if they can turn things around. Um, but I think more importantly is that um, Lawrence Stroll, as many of you know, has uh, come on board with the team and say what you like about his son and his um, driving capabilities. Lawrence Stroll is an excellent businessman and I think he's perfectly capable of uh, you know, turning this company around and he's uh, set up a lead rescue deal. Um, to see what he can salvage from the company. Um, the, at the, as of this time of recording, the uh, Aston Martin share prices have dropped from £19 a share um, from the back end of 2018 and is now standing at 35 pence at market, so that, which takes the market value down from £4 billion to £562 million. So, yeah, they've lost £119 million in three months, which is uh, substantial. But I have a feeling if you lot are looking for a little bit of investment, and a bit of a gambling man or woman, not sexist here. Um, I think you should definitely have a look at um, putting buying a couple of shares in Aston Martin um, before Lawrence Stroll gets his hands on it and decides that he wants to uh, make a successful business out of this, which, fingers crossed, he's more than capable of doing. Um, so that's Aston Martin covered. You can check that tick. Um, so moving on to our next subject... Um, it sort of comes off the back quite nicely of our podcast last week about the hyper hatches. So the latest 2022 Honda Civic, which would be the Mark 11, the Type R, um, has been spotted around Nürburgring in full camo. And from what I can see, it's still ugly, even underneath <laughs> the camo. Um, it's It doesn't look like much has changed. It's still got the same sort of um, hatchback S four-door saloon shape um it's a bit of an ungainly look um still has it maintains a big rear wing but they've lowered the bonnet and the headlights and so far no central exhaust so they might be gone but obviously it's a prototype so things are subject subject to change um now there is speculation on the drivetrain for this um honda civic type r um due to honda's 2025 electrification plans as you know, they're all, they're releasing all of these electric cars at the moment, a lot like Volkswagen. Um, this Civic Type R may possibly be a hybrid. Um, 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's, if it it's was quite a, a unique. No, no, it wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprising at all. But you know, that may upset a couple of the purists. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but like I said, it's still ugly. And it's still a Honda, so I'm not that interested in it. But I thought some of you might actually want to know. Um, Connor, do you want to start with your um, esports news and what's happened in the past week? Uh, so. Yeah, so um, on Saturday, I, I mentioned this in my little podcast I did uh, following up to our first one. Uh, the race uh, competed at IndyCar this weekend uh, on Saturday. Um, had quite a lot of um, big names. It was fantastic to see, uh, like... Frank Eaty, Button, Alonso, uh, Solberg. Th- those four sort of really led into the early stages of the race of, of race one. Um, but then uh, Fernandez and Frank Eaty had a a bit of an off. I think that's how they call it. <laughs> they don't call it. Uh, yeah, it was a, a substantial off. They, substantial a, a off. they both um, dumped in that race. DNF. Um, but you, you had other. T- you know, drives like Jan Magnussen, Jason Plato, um, and then Servia. So they they were sort of the, the, the three under Alonso and Button. Alonso and Button were sort of drafting each other to try and keep ahead of uh, the rest of the pack. And it worked really because um, because Alonso and Button uh, sort of fought tooth and nail to the end. Um, Alonso actually won uh, race one from Button because Button had a big uh, sort of tank slapping moment. Uh, coming into turn three, I think. I can't remember. Uh, no, turn, turn four. four. It's coming out of turn four on the right to the line. And he... Or was it... Was it... It was definitely turn four, but I can't remember. No, it was... Yeah, it was turn four, last lap. It was coming out of turn and four. just allowed Alonso to... Um, yeah. yeah, just allowed him then, to... Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Alonso won by about seven, seven hundredths of a second. So, you know, it was... They were side by side. Um, and then we go into race two. Um, Salo, Liuzzi, and David Brabham, uh, and um, I think Herter and Castroneves led at the start. Um, Herter actually hit Liuzzi. Um, and then through all of the sort of shenanigans that was going on, Alonso came from the back, because they do a reverse grid. He came from the back and he got into third place. Um, and then Castroneves and then Liuzzi hit each other. Lizzie didn't really have a, um, <laughs> uh, a, a sort of lucky race in that. Um, but Alonso took the lead and Button got into fourth. Um, and that's sort of how it um, how it sort of stayed, really. Uh, the, the, the funniest bit was the, the American commentator. I don't know his name. He's obviously big in IndyCar. But <laughs> every time that... Um, the, I don't know his name. The F1 commentator wanted to talk to talk to him, and ask him questions. He just sort of ignored him and carried on speaking the way he wanted to talk. <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, but yeah, Alonso won the second race as well, um, which was actually he's he's he said he's a double triple crown winner now, if you include the two wins at Indy, because he's won two times at uh, Monaco. He's won. I don't know. I don't think he's won twice at. Um, Le Mans. I think he's only won the once. He has. And then he has. Uh, obviously no, he won twice. two races yesterday, uh, Saturday, sorry, in, uh, in the Indy car. Uh, but then a title finale is next week and Jensen Button's hotly tipped to win that. Um, he's quite far ahead. So it's looking looking quite good for the old Brit. So 
So yeah, that was it really. For, no, he's, for I think he's done, it, he's done well. He's done really well, I think. He's, he's earned that championship, even if it is a virtual championship, but he's definitely um, worked hard for mm. it. You know, I've watched all the races so far and he's been consistently on the ball. Um, I mean, not sure about why they're doing it in the classic Formula One cars, but hey, each to everyone's taste. But um, so we've got uh, quite a lot of um, esports news. Um, I think Connor's got one more story, but right here I've got. Um, so the Penske team have entered the, 20, the virtual 24 hour of Le Mans, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, along with 50 other entries, due to, and it's due to be held on the 13th to the 14th of June due to the uh, actual race being postponed till September. Um, Penske will be competing in the extremely competitive um, LMPT prototype class and will be joined by a trio of uh, cars from the Toyota LMP1 outfit. Um, so that's going to be a team to watch. But their main competition will be, um, well, sadly, the exiting uh, Rebellion team who are partnering up with Williams Esports uh, with no less than four LMP2 entries. So that would be quite the battle to watch. Um, there is another, a bit more Alonso news. There is a single entry uh, from Double Le Mans win at Fernando Alonso. Um, so we'll see how he does it. Um, the back of the grid will be made up of uh, about 20 entries of GTE uh, cars. So I definitely think that this is going to be one to watch. I'm certainly going to be tuning in for the 24, or the whole 24 hours, um, bar probably a couple of hours of sleep. But that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. Massive, um, you know, Le Mans fan and try and watch it every year and it'll be interesting to see what they like how it turns out with um with it being an e-sport um and finally from me um the audi formula e driver um from apt has uh, been disqualified and handed a ten thousand euro penalty um and stripped of all points in the uh, uh formula e sim championship um after originally finishing third on Saturday, he was found to have a professional esports driver at the wheel, and I believe it was uh, Stoffel Van Dorn that called him out on it. Um, I mean, let's be honest: racing is who cheats best and who doesn't get caught cheating. It's always been that way. Um, unfortunately, Apt have been caught cheating, and they are being punished for it. Um, but you know, that's racing. You know, if you're not willing to take the risks, don't bother I racing. I found that quite funny, um, actually. <laughs> It was, yeah. I mean, he was a lot faster. You could, you could just tell. I mean, I know he didn't win it, but uh, you know, it was quite something to watch. Um, but that's it, that's it from me on the on the uh, virtual Grand Prix. Connor, have you got any any more news you'd like to add to this? Uh, session? Yeah. So um, I'll just watch now the uh, the Grand Prix in Monaco, um, the virtual GP. Um, amazingly, I, I only sort of switched on and sort of cut halfway through, and I saw that qualifying was a wet qualifying. So that was um, that was interesting to watch um, the sort of top three in Charles Leclerc, George Russell, and uh, Alex Albon. I, I think uh, Leclerc was uh, quite close to the top as well as Russell, but Albon didn't necessarily qualify that well. But it was actually Pietro Fittipaldi uh, who took pole in the the Haas, which was um, which was different. Um, I know Delatraz was up there as well. Um, he, I think he was third in the end. Um, and uh, yeah, it sort of in the first couple of laps, uh, it was quite. Uh, if you if you ever do Le Mans, uh, Le Mans, if you ever do Monaco on a racing game, you're asking for trouble. As I said in, in my podcast, yes, uh, on Saturday, in that um, George Russell 
Arthur Leclerc and Charles Leclerc, David Schumacher were up top, but then behind that, uh, I mean, you had Albon crashing, you had um, Lando Norris crashed into Arthur Leclerc in, at some point in the race. Um, it, it, you had drivers taking three-second time penalties for cutting corners. Uh, it was fairly strict in that sense. But, um, but yeah, George Russell, you, you can't take anything away from him because he absolutely stole the show. He drove an absolutely peach of a race to the point where he didn't pit. I think he started on the mediums, medium tyres, where everyone else started on the soft. He got into the lead and sort of built up a, a, a good lead. And then he sort of stayed out and kept staying out, staying out. And he was, he was a good 30 seconds in front of P2. And when he came around to his pit stop, he, he asked his engineer if he wanted to go onto the hards rather than the softs, despite the fact that he spent the majority of the race on the medium tyre. So that, that's how um, confident George was in the race yesterday. Um, but yeah, you had, uh, so George Russell dominated. Uh, Gutierrez took second uh, after he sort of took out Charles Leclerc. Gutierrez really sort of took liberties in that race he, he used the barriers and other cars to his to his effect um <laughs> which obviously in a real in real life you wouldn't necessarily see it um obviously and uh and yeah that was it really uh george russell stole the show um it was uh it was good to see um juan pablo montoya sort of commentating over the top of it as well uh for part of it um I know that he wants to be involved in some way. It'd be good to see him in there. Um, but yeah, that was it really from, from the virtual GP. I thought there'd be a lot more crashes and stuff, a lot more arguments flaring up. I don't think people are happy with Lando and how he how he took out Arta, but that's the way it goes as racing. Well, who knows? Maybe one day we'll see George actually in a Mercedes and he might actually challenge for a world championship. You just don't know. It's so quick enough. This could be his little... Yeah, is this is could be his little doorway in. Um, I have some personal news. Oh, personal from me. I know. Don't worry, I'm not going to share sort of what horrible rash I've discovered. <laughs> Nothing like that. Um, so, firstly, after many months and much pain and a lot of money, hang on, are we still talking my about rash coming back. Yes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> my my mini is is coming back. It's coming home. She's back after throwing one valve through an engine block because well done me um yeah that should be back with me in the next week or so um and the second bit of news that i have for you is uh, a new purchase um dad and i have let's say clubbed together clubbed together thrown together some money um and we've sort of purchased something during lockdown having never seen it or driven it. Um, it's the old Lotus 211. Why we bought it, we don't really know. We sort of just sort of went a bit silly, really, and wanted a new road trip car. Probably not the best trip uh, car to do a road trip in. You know, stripped out, lightweight track car, but, you know, we're not exactly sane in the head. As Connor will probably testify. Yeah, I can testify. Um, that. Does it have a roof? Does it have a roof lining? No. Doesn't have doors. Doesn't have a windscreen. <laughs> doesn't have a boot. <laughs> oh, no, if you're travelling, you, do you remember front, the two eleven? Fine. 
I get it. Do you remember? But do you remember the two eleven? Have you not? <laughs> well, yeah. Go and search the two eleven, and you'll understand quite why we've taken leave of our senses. Um, so there will definitely be some content coming up on that, I would imagine. Um, I know we're planning on taking that to Le Mans uh, Classic next year. Um, we'll be doing a road trip probably this September. Um, and I'll probably video the actual collection of the car. Because, um, well, when we are eventually allowed to collect it. Um, but, you know, that's the madness that is my life. And I think on that note, we will wrap up the news here. Um, we've delivered all of the motoring news to you. Um, and if you fancy a little bit more car talk, make sure you stick around until uh, the end of the week where we'll have our next um, topic up for debate, um, which we will release towards the end of the week. Right, well, that's it from us, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Ciao, Bye. Bella. That's your standard, standard goodbye now, Pretty isn't it, much, Connor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.